a fam production for all things mattress fam.news i think when this episode airs you're gonna have to go over to fam.news and look at the imagery and i want you to guess is it real or is it fake this guy is a hundred percent real we think but he could be projecting some sort of image up on the screen right now as quinn and i get ready to talk to preet with live furnish we don't know if he's real or if he's fake you're gonna have to listen follow along and even send us questions to find out if this thing is even happening. Welcome to the Dose Marco Show with Mark Kinsley and Mark Quinn, where mattress and furniture leaders gather to grow, get the inside scoop, tell stories, and take tequila shots. Uno, dos, tequila! Welcome aboard. Here's your passport to a planet filled with the mattress industry's brightest minds and biggest ideas. Meet your guides. I'm Mark Kinsley, president and CEO of Englander. And I'm Mark Quinn, co-founder of Spink & Co. and VP of Sherwood Betty. Together, they are Dos Marcos. The galaxy's greatest mattress podcast has liftoff in three, two, one. Quinn, be honest, when was the last time you threw a baseball? Threw a baseball? Probably years. Yes. Now, softball, because Gabby played softball, but it's been a while for baseball. Oh, so you throw underhanded. No. No, 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 no. That's how you throw a softball. I've seen people well, do it. That's how you pitch a softball. You should tune into softball. You can see they actually throw it overhand. And I know some softball girls that would kick yeah. the crap out of you, by the way, for saying that. That's how you pitch a softball. You pitch that's it underhanded. I, I clearly pay attention. That's how you throw a softball. That's different. No, I said that's how you throw oh, a softball, see, Mark Quinn. No, no, not no, all no, people. No, no, not at all. Anyway, there's a point to you asking me the question. Hey, we can go back and re- we can yeah, re-roll, we're re-roll it. it all right. This is on the record. So you're asking me for a question. I literally, though. I go outside and play. Well, hold on. I, I got to tell you about throwing a baseball for the first time in a decade and yesterday. That's what I'm. It came, the ball came at me from my nephew, and it literally looked like it was wagging back and forth and zigzagging at my eyes. And it did it twice before that part of my brain and my body kicked back in. And I'm like, the ball is coming at you. It's not, a, it's not a bullet. It's not an illusion. Like You don't have stuff coming at your face that quickly as an adult very often. And so once it kicked back in, I'm like, okay, now I can play baseball again. And I was, I was in it. So be honest, did you scream man, like a girl? Did you scream like a girl and get out of the way? Are you saying that girls scream? Yes. And they also throw underhanded? Why are you saying things like this? Don't you dare. I am saying, Preet, you shut up. Kinsley, I'm saying (laughs) that. Anyway, Kinsley, I'm I'm glad that you screamed like a girl and got out of the way because you could have got hurt. And then that beautiful face of yours would have been like all marked up and you had a black eye. And Here he goes trying to change the record. Is it real or is it fake? He's trying to create fake news. so fake. (laughs) I want to chime in here. It's funny because across continents where we play cricket, we make jokes of people for throwing underhanded too. <laughs> yes, and, and I'm gonna I'm gonna turn this into the USSA Association of Softball Players, and we're gonna have have all of those girls all over the country coming after you, you two bozos. Anyway, so what, I'm, I'm glad though. Was it fun? Did you have fun with your nephew? Was it cool to like get it back out there and get the ball on your hand, get the glove on your hand, and had a blast. Had a blast, man. Yeah, my arm is actually a little bit sore today. We threw so much. But you don't – it's like anything. I can go and play golf right now 
Or if I were to go play cricket with Preet, like if I don't do that motion very often, my, your body ends up being sore and that full on happened. Yeah, it's so true. So if I were to go out and it's throw so right true. now. Absolutely agree with that. I mean, we dads would watch our girls play softball. And I'm telling you, this was like when they were 12 and under. And so we decided to have a, da- a dad-daughter game. And the dads being more on, you know, highly driven, egocentric males were like, we're going to crush these girls. They kicked our butt. Because, you know, you're not used to watching a girl throw 40 miles an hour, 50 miles an hour, and that ball coming at you, Kenzie, to your point. It was not pretty. And all the wives were making fun of us. I won't be doing that again. Well, it's a good thing you guys had uh, health insurance as a bunch of old guys out there. And, and look, if you didn't have health if you didn't have health insurance and you were a member of Nationwide Marketing Group and you're a member, you could have had health insurance very easily because that's one of the new programs they've actually launched uh, exclusively for independent retailers and their employees. This is super cool. Health insurance is a big, bad animal to deal with for a lot it's of people. It's a big one. And a lot of people are trying to solve for it. It's a cost concern. It's sourcing it. It's the implementation of it. But look, check this out, Kinsley. So Nationwide just announced uh, that they're launching the channel's first and only health insurance program exclusively for independent retailers and their employees, partnered with Lockton Affinity affordable medical coverage to retailers from coast to coast without creating any administrative work for nationwide members. That is a huge deal because just having to manage and implement that stuff is a big problem. So here's the good news. It's um, you're eligible in all 50 States, no waiting periods or deductibles, which I know from personal experience is a big problem. Uh, The waiting periods anyway, um, competitive rates, no restrictions on age or preexisting conditions. That's huge individual and family plans. Plus you get telehealth services. So you can like go online and tell them that it hurts when you do this and then they'll prescribe some medication for you or whatever they need to do. But anyway, really cool stuff nationwide, constantly on the doorstep of innovation and always trying to figure out cool ways to bring added value to their members. Also, don't forget August 15th to the 18th, the nationwide primetime event. You gotta be there. Little Big Town, going to be performing, Kinsley, and we are going to be speaking there also. Lots of great stuff about Nationwide. Go check them out, nationwideprimetime.com or nationwide, nationwidegroup.org. Nationwidegroup.org. I had to think about that one. I got hit. Nationwidegroup.org. I got hit in the head with a baseball this weekend. When I see – you got hit in the head with yeah, baseball. I, I lost I, it. Luckily, I didn't because I can catch. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Hey, I do love that uh, Nationwide makes is making this easy um, because when you make things easy, it just really has a huge impact um, because all the stuff that adds up at independent retail compounds and creates craziness. And sometimes you feel like you're running around with your hair on fire and then you really need health insurance at that point. Um, other friends of ours and sponsors of the show, Making Things Easy, Door Counts. And we're talking one, two, three. You want to have making more sales is as easy as one, two, three. One click of a button, you're going to see your salespeople connect with customers as they walk through the door. Boom, that camera is going to grab them, connect them to an upboard, connect them to a salesperson. Click number two, you can record the outcome, sale, no sale, or a potential sale. And the third click lets you see those key performance metrics from any device, anywhere you are, any place on the planet. Check them out at doorcounts.com. Holler at them, tell them Dos Marcos sent in your way. Don't lose any more sales. And by the way, the brand new redesigned dashboard 
is where it's at. I mean, it's it's really cool. You got to check it out. Another thing you got to check. You know what we got to check out, Quinn? We got to check out our Colonial LLC fam branded rain jackets. We got to check them out. Like check them out of our body. Yeah. Because these need to go. You know what? We've been. We've you know been why? Because doing... we got some new gear. We do have some new gear, and I just oh because yeah, you know yeah, what? Yeah. We've, the we've been showing jacket. the guys' jacket, but check this out. This is the one they sent for the ladies. My wife loves it. It's a great color. Look at that. Very cool. So anyway. I like that color. Just myself. Anyway. I, I like you that. Do. It's cool. Because you throw underhand. But dude, check this out. Take that off. Take it off, I'm Quinn. It off. Oh, hoo, hoo, yeah. Arkansas. Yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. All right. Hit that. Oh, Quinn's crawling up on the pole. Look out. Yeah, so are we ready? <laughs> All right, open your gift. I'm so excited. Wes and Tim and the and the team from ColonialPromotions.com. Uh, check it out. Okay, open it up. Tell it, now describe it for us. So when I opened this up, I didn't know what was in it. But I have to tell you, like the customized box, which is what we're talking about here, very cool. So it's got a front open flip-lit. Look at that, Kinsley. Right on the inside. Can you see that? A bunch of Dos Marcos You recognize heads. those guys? Here, I'll zoom in with my camera. That way we can see it easy. I love yeah. that. And so a customized box. So the whole thing's lined. And then, you know, when I get in, there's this really cool freaking snapback trucker hat. I don't know what makes it a trucker hat. Do you? Huh? How about that? We can use this when we're playing baseball. Let's find out. Let's see if we feel more like truck drivers when we put it on. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's a truck hat. Not bad, right? 10 and 2, sir. 10 and 2. 10. And then on top of that, I'm not even going to tell you until next episode what's inside of this. We have a backpack full of gear. And by the way, this is really cool. Two features I love about this backpack uh, from colonialpromotions.com. Number one, well, three things. It's got the fam on the front of it. Number two, it's got a padded laptop sleeve. It also has these this mesh insert on the straps to make it cooler. And um, also, it looks great if you are walking. Uh, it's got the uh, uh, the luggage trolley. That was it. Luggage trolley pass-through. So you can actually put it uh, through the luggage. It's got the pass-through, right? You know what I'm talking about? Because you don't want to hang this over your back as you're... you're suitcase on wheels is doing all the work you just combine them now just combine them and it's got this really clever you know tag you can instead of using the straps you can just like just hold it like that and just carry it like this over your shoulder you know what i'm saying <laughs> <laughs> only somebody carries it like that if they throw underhanded all the time i know and you should stop doing that <laughs> You really should. Preet, are you done see, with this yet? This is the luggage pass-through right here. It's kind of hard to see. But you can toss this onto your, onto your suitcase. And Anyway, check out colonialpromotions.com. And by the way, I don't know if you've been there, Quinn, but they've got a cool welcome fam listeners up at the top, and you can view this week's product. So go to colonialpromotions.com. Right up at the top, you're going to see the fam branding, just like on this colonial hat I've got on. And then you can click on the product of the week and you're off to the races. And by the way, this is how they started. You know, they do mattress foot protectors and shams and pillow shams and all that fun stuff. In 1976, Colonial started doing hats. So I feel like we're getting back to the roots. 
I love it. Do you think they could print a shirt for us? With who are you talking to? My, Nick who just are you came home to? and he was like, he was supposed to get me some medicine from the the pharmacy, and so he was didn't know I was doing a show, and I was just letting him know. But anyway, you think they could do like a shirt with Preet's picture on here, just like a big shirt right there, Preet? Hey, call him you know up and ask him. Hey, keep it on the shirt, man. Don't go anywhere. <laughs> you think you put it on boxers for us, Wes? That- Depends on what you're into. <laughs> so true, Preet. I don't think they want to like have that much demand flowing through their business at this moment for Preet boxers. They might be like, we we don't know how to handle this right now. <laughs> the, the whole first part of this show is being chaotic. What's yes. up, Preet? Tell us, uh, tell us something good. Hey, things are going good, man. It's good to be here with you guys. Trying to have a finally have a chill conversation with uh, people in the home furnishings industry. It's rare. It's nice. I'm oh, it's rare. What do you mean? What do you mean? Just be able to like kick back, put our feet up like we actually would if we are were in each other's living rooms. Have pour a drink. I've got a drink. It, there's something in it. And just have a good conversation. So pre tell people about yourself. Tell people about live furnish because this is this is one of those shows that I think is really important for people because there are trends at work in the industry that a lot of us um, haven't seen coming. And they bubble up very quickly. And the company you lead is really at the bleeding edge of one of those trends. So tell us about you. Tell us about Live Furnish. Yeah. So um, I'll go back a little bit. It kind of started um, by someone like me who's got very little ability to visualize things. And uh, trying to be a good son, helping my mom with her living room. And putting things together, what rug goes with what kind of sofa goes with what kind of paintings. And, you know, we went from store to store. We customized stuff. We looked at fabrics. We looked at finishes. I was like, there's got to be a better way to look at it, you know? Like, I can't visualize for shit in my head how it really looks and how it will look in my home. Like, it was just impossible. So I'm a graphics engineer, more math and physics focused. And I was like, I can build that, you know. I think I can do that. So we started building, right? We started building and, what, four years now? Four years fast forward, we built a, a graphics platform. It's, um, think of this, right? Anybody who sells online or produces catalogs or does photography knows that 3D, CGI, all of that exists, but there's no real easy way of doing it, right? Where do you where do you go? What do you do? Most people I meet and when we talk about 3D, they give me either of two answers. I've heard about it. I know it's the future, but I don't know where to begin, right? And the second answer is, I've seen it. It doesn't look realistic, right? Now, two, two points. A, the world is changing fast. What 3D looked like four years ago, three years ago, it doesn't look like that anymore. It looks, we have a term that we call hyper-realism, which means it's more real than real, right? You got to add defects to it back again to make it look real because it's too real to be true, right? It's like that moment. I remember I got a new TV, 
and I'm the guy that doesn't buy a new TV very often. I probably had one sitting in a wooden box on my floor like way too long before I had should have had like the flat screen. And I got this new TV and I put it up on the wall, turned it on. And I remember I was watching Mad Men back when Mad Men came out. And I, I had to back up. I'm like, this looks too real. Like I need it to look a little more fake because I jumped too far forward in time. I should have made it more incremental. I need to be on a better TV buying schedule. Clearly, is that what you're talking about? Like it's too, yeah. like it's too real. Like I got to dial mean, it back just a little bit. Yeah, because also the problem is that people have sometimes tried it and they've burnt their hands with it, and now they're apprehensive about it. But what's interesting now is everybody knows that they got to focus more on digital. Everybody knows that they got to do more e-commerce or they're looking at it. And also in their heads, they're saying we need more imagery because the online market other than the retail market survives on content, right? It's how much more content can you produce at what quality and at what speed? Those are the only three things that are essential to making sure that people recognize you, feel comfortable about putting you in that short list of products that they're going to go and look at the store before they make a purchase, right? If you don't make the short list, you don't make the sale for a for a young or even middle-aged consumer because they're spending that much time online looking at products, right? Now, that's that's sort of that's sort of where we are, where we feel like we've, we're trying to make it easy. We're trying to make 3D accessible to everyone. We have a lot of companies now in the mattress industry that are using us. Mark Quinn's one of our customers. Mark, do you want to tell something? Well, hold on. Let's before we get into him telling something. Can you describe how Mark Quinn is at a, as a customer, just dealing with him? Um, it's going to be interesting because <laughs> here's what I say before I say anything. I'm the tech guy. I'm not the sales guy, right? <laughs> so Mark's interesting because. Mark wants to do a lot of things. Um, and the most interesting thing is he describes what he wants in graphics by a whole lot of text. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Mark, he's, uh, he tends to be, shall I say, thorough with his descriptions. Either that or does he just need to get to the point? Yeah, I mean, it's it's interesting because that's what we're helping him do. We're helping him visualize stuff, right? Well, okay. So, Quinn, I want you to describe that, but let's pump the brakes for a second. Preet Singh, CEO, founder of Live Furnish. If you go to livefurnish.com, you can get a better sense of what we're talking about. But we're what what Preet is is getting at, at least for the home furnishings category, is is really far beyond, in my opinion. You know, a team that can go on this live furnished platform and easily take a product, put it into an environment and make photorealistic images. That's that's one facet uh, of what this this platform can do. And in an effort to curate and bring ideas to the surface for our industry through the vehicle of this podcast, we want to make sure you know about things like this, because just like Pre said, we are moving into a very fast paced digital environment where content is going to be a requirement. And I know, Quinn knows, Preet, you know, we all know, retailers know, if you want to get imagery, a lot of times in the past, it's, I have to design a set, 
I have to get the product there. I have to get a photographer. I have to make sure lighting is good. And all, and then I have to get the images and select the images and do the output and do the editing and on and on it goes until you have that final finished image that you could then put on a website. Well, Live Furnish pretty much is the easy button for all of that. You literally don't even have to have a product there. Like you could take a Spink & Co mattress, an Englander mattress, like a photograph of it on a good iPhone and the Live Furnish platform can turn that into what looks like a, a photorealistic finished mattress. Then you can have that with a New York City skyline in the background or sitting in the middle of a field surrounded by sheep. And you don't have to ever have a team or real stuff happen. It's all happening digitally through Live Furnish. And so when we heard about this, we're like, pump the brakes. Like people need to know because this is where it's going to move. And I tell you why. This is my opinion. It's going to move this direction because it was already moving this direction. It got fast-tracked by COVID and the pandemic and the shutdown and the separation. And all of a sudden, people said, we need a different way to do it. Oh, <laughs> this has been like in our to-do pile for the past like you know couple of years. Let's actually do it. Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, you, you hit it right on the point because... You can not just produce beautiful images, but you can also customize by taking different fabrics, different finishes from different companies and decide on what your product needs to look like, even during the product development cycle. Helps you save money, helps you save time. And also you can do it so much faster without producing waste. That's what one of our customers is doing too now. They're focusing on reducing waste and also making them more nimble in terms of how fast they can go to market. You know, I'm always shocked in our industry, by the way, how many, how few people in the past have come at product development with intention versus let's go see what the fabric suppliers, the ticking companies have. Let's go check it out and see what they have. I'm like, what, why shouldn't you map that to your brand? Shouldn't your brand inform where you're going to go? Well, this allows you to do that. And like you said, with a lot less, less waste. We got to circle back. Wait, what was the question for Quinn? Well, I'm just going to sit here and listen to you guys. I mean, there's no point in me saying anything. I think you guys got it all figured out. Well, when you got two guys that throw overhand and <clears throat> the guy that throws underhand, it's probably not going to be a chance to you need to really in. check yourself. We need to go to a batting cage and we'll see. We'll see how it works out. <laughs> um, the uh, <laughs> No, pre, you know, when I first like talked to Preet about it, there was a big learning curve because – when you, when you first get into it, you're like, wait, you can do that and you can do that and you can do that. And then all of a sudden you start expanding your thinking, right? And so we were doing what a, lot, what a lot of people do. And if you have a new line or five new products or three new products on the bedding manufacturing side, then you go get a photographer to come in, you order samples, you make samples, pay for samples, you ship them to the photographer studio. You have a stylist on set, you have a lighting guy, you have a photographer, and then you um, go through all that, the time it takes to coordinate it, to order the samples, to do all of those things versus being able to go to live furnish people. And Amanda is really terrific uh, and, and has worked really, really well with us to help us understand all the capabilities. But you take it to the live furnished people and you say, this is the construct. It's a Eurotop as an example. Uh, here are the fabrics that you know need to be draped on there. This is what the gusset looks like, the tape edge, the box spring, all of that. 
And then they take it and then they turn it into an image that is so good to your point earlier, Kinsley, it looks like you don't even have to. Um, it looks like a, a normal bed would have looked if you would have snapped a photo of it with great lighting, right? And so you can bring it to life. So it brings up so many options for you. So number one, product development. We had a conversation with a retailer recently and we had some tweaks we wanted to make to the fabrics on the bed. So what do you normally do? You might send them a swatch or you know, a hand sample or whatever. But in this case, we like really constructed the bed that they were looking at with the new fabrics using live furnish and it brought it to life in a completely different way. Um, we had a retailer where they wanted to put some new beds online and they needed them quickly. And it was going to take a long time for us to actually produce those samples and get a photographer, get on his schedule. And we did it very quickly and we had them images in a really cool room setting. Um, and we had those posted online. So there's so many different things you can do. So it's a cost savings for sure, but there's also a time savings and it gives you some variety. Like you can literally, any room you can think of, you can build it. If you want country living, if you want modern, if you want um, anything in the Tuscany era, whatever it is, you can do it because those guys have made it really handy. And so, yeah, man, at first when I got a hold of Preet, I'm like, wait, okay. So I'm hitting him with all this stuff. And he's like, calm down. It's like, you know, and he's like, yes, 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 yes. And so I don't know. I've really enjoyed it. I, I can't even tell you, like, the reaction we've had from people has been so very positive um, because of the versatility of it. And, and most importantly, because the output. And Preet, you said it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to flip this back on you. It is so important these days that if you're not in the digital space, and you're not looking at, so w- whether or not you're even selling something, like we we don't put on clothes that don't fit um, and, and go out and go to big important meetings because it's a representation of who we are. It says something about who you are. Well, guess what? So does your website. So do the images that you put up on the products that you're serving. Um, silo images, silhouette images, just on a, on a white background, it's one effect you put you put it in a killer room setting it brings it to life. so there's so many parts like that right and so what are you hearing from you know the people you're doing business with like what is the what is the thing that people are most surprised by or happiest about when they first start doing business with you guys yeah that's a that's a cool question the one thing i there's two two comments I want to bring up. One thing I hear constantly is we're never going back to photography again. It doesn't make sense for us anymore because we're getting better results at a tenth the price and we have full creative control in-house, right? Because a lot of times you lose creative control when you send stuff out. Whereas a lot of companies want to keep creative control over how their product looks in-house and they can do it at speed. That's one. One of our customers, I can't name, but they recently said to us, I love this quote. I wish I was, I could put it on my website. They said, so you're selling crack and cocaine. Now you got us hooked. Now we're going to keep coming back to you. Right. And, and, and all I asked them was, why do you think that is? And they're like, you know, there's no possible way that once we use your product and it came back to point number one, that we can even consider photography anymore because it's just not making sense for us anymore. And that's, that's what we love to hear. Pre, we know we're in the mattress. And there was a moment in time. Sorry. 
there was a moment in time whenever 3D was what you described. Yep. You could tell. I mean, yep. the average person could tell. I mean, it's like whenever we put up an audio story on fam.news, you know, we do an audio story with every single written story. It's not a robot voice. It's real people. And you can tell. And but we've we've gotten, you know, that's what scares me a little bit. We're almost to the point where you can't tell it's a robot voice. We're not there yet. But with imagery, you can't tell. The average I mean, it's it's like like you said, it's gone beyond realistic and you almost have to dial it back to get it too realistic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's what's also interesting to that point is it's not like mattress industry a large majority of people are trying to get their game up going for producing good images. But the next step is already here, which is video produces 10x more engagement, right? Now, if you go out and start doing videos for all of your products, and if you do them physically, we just launched our feature last week where companies have started to do videos on our platform. And they can do full, beautiful, realistic videos. And it's not just a video of the product if you have any kind of movement like a motion base or you want to show how the mattress can move, you can do all of that and put it in a video and you can do it in a few clicks and a couple of hours later, your video gets delivered to you. That's incredible, especially when people are on a website and they just want a quick visual representation of what does this look like when it articulates in a head up, foot up position on an adjustable base. Boom, you have proof, you have evidence. And this is what we talk about all the time. As a principle, you can't just tell people. You have to show them. You have to prove it. You have to prove that it does the things you say it's going to do. And and it's expensive a lot of times to prove these things. So anytime we can make it more accessible or make it lower barrier to entry or reduce the risk and reduce the cost at the same time, I'm like, yes, we're in on this. Because look, I mean... I'm going to bag on us a little bit, but we have an integrity issue in the mattress industry as a whole. And we're constantly trying to overcome that. The good actors in this industry want to connect the consumer to the right information and accurate information. They don't want to misrepresent things. So it's kind of cool to think that we can use a system that is really plucking these images and these visuals out of thin air, you know, obviously with some inputs, uh, to better give consumers accurate information because they want confidence of an outcome, right? They want assurance. And so, and whenever most shopping starts online, whether they end up in a brick and mortar store or not, we have to start connecting those dots and we have to, you know, consistently try to repair the integrity issue we have in this industry. And this, this helps do that. It's kind of funny to think that it helps do that and it's not even real. Because <laughs> one, one of the questions I ask a lot of companies is whenever I'm sitting with the owner or the CEO and I say, and I'm, I'm candid about it, I say, why don't you have good photography? And, and I just put it out there straight. I say, why don't you have good photography instead of saying, what do you think about your photography? Right? And... And some people laugh at me and say, you're calling my photography bad. And I say, well, I think you know it, right? And, and in a lot of cases, people say, it's too expensive, and I don't understand the ROI, right? And which is a fair point, right? People a lot of times don't understand what the ROI is, 
of going out and spending twenty, thirty, fifty thousand dollars on a on a photo shoot, and how long can they continue to use it? Because a lot of times we see by the time the photographs come in, the product's already been on the floor for a couple of weeks or maybe a month or two. The products, the photographs need to come in before your product ever hits the floor. And that's why it's important for you to go digital, right? That's why it's important for you to be able to get there. And, and we see, we learn from our customers and we see like some of our customers are going beyond that, that are using our platform. They're producing the digital realistic imagery of the product and running a small market research on it to decide what should go to market, right? A lot of them want to go to market only with the heavy hitters, like all of us do, right? But they're able to do research now because the customer is unable to say whether that is a fake image or whether that's rendered or it's a real photograph. And the customer really doesn't care if it's an actual representation, it's an actual representation. And they're able to do research and say, these products are more likely to get me more sales. Right. So it helps you in that decision making process, which is kind of interesting because there are so many people in the mattress space that will take a product to market, literally to the Las Vegas market. And it's almost like throwing spaghetti against the fridge and, you know, see if it sticks. Uh, then they'll go and they'll say, wait, we got great signals from from buyers about these products. We're going to green light these these four and let's go create assets for these four models that are then going to go out in the marketplace and be sold at retail. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's what a, what a low barrier to entry way to say, you know what, let's actually float these ideas to our dealers ahead of time with, you know, these features and benefits and these images and, you know, get a signal, you know, ahead of time before we build the beds. Pre, let me ask you a question to, 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 so we're talking about manufacturing a lot. Let's talk about retail. Because, you know, I, I don't know, I can't quite figure out if this is actually, you know, more, more compelling for a retailer or if it's more compelling for a manufacturer, because for a retailer, I mean, a lot of these big guys, I mean, they're shooting how many different room scenes and sofas and, you know, dining rooms and, and, um, other case goods. And so they're constantly having to create content. And to feed their websites or marketing materials or television commercials or anything that needs some kind of visual with it, uh, I would have to think that this is an absolute grand slam home run um, for the retailers out there. Are you finding that? Is is that is there is there that kind of interest coming from the retail side of the industry? Oh yeah, we're we're adding retailers onto the platform every week. And here's, here's the interesting story, right? I always ask my customers, why do you think you should use your use our platform before they sign the check? Because I want to know, like, I'm like, what do you have in mind that excites you about our platform? And I want to know your perspective. And here's, here's sort of what's coming out of retailers for us. They're saying, A, we don't get enough content from manufacturers. We need more content to be able to Put it because most of them have an omni-channel approach now, right? They're they're putting it on Facebook. They run their website. They have their own e-commerce store. They're attracting customers. They're sending out mailers. They're doing everything, right? They need a lot of content. And secondly, 
retailers, they may be buying beds from someone else, mattresses from someone else, wall art, foot protectors, different products from different companies. But when they're curating their collection, they want to put all of their products in an image, not just what the manufacturer send them, that part of it they may not even sell. So what retailers want to do is they need an opportunity to cross-sell and upsell as well when a customer walks in. Now, if they have imagery that's specific to them, that's where it gets pretty good because they can now say, this product from customer from, from vendor X versus vendor Y, and I can merge all of these products together and create my own look shots. And now, why is that important? That's important because today a lot of retailers are spending money to produce their imagery. They have in-house photo studios. They'll either outsource it sometimes. They'll have someone on staff that's doing it. Now, when they get on our platform, they're A, able to digitize it, do it faster. But think about it. As a company or a manufacturer that works with us, would you not want to supply your 3D files to your retailers in a secure platform where they can do their own imagery with it, thus helping you sell more? That's something that we're seeing more and more as manufacturers that are on our platform are giving access to their products to retailers on our B2B sharing platform, which is made on top of Live Furnished, for retailers to be able to save cost and accurately represent their products in beautiful but, images. But don't stop there. It goes all the way back to the component supplier, doesn't it? I mean, it could even be that. I mean, okay. it could be a guy that's selling handles for mattresses or, you know, a headboard uh, or, you know, some kind of aesthetic, right? Or even top of bed where you're trying to say, okay, here's the mattress, right? And, and I had some guys do this for us in a presentation. Like, what does that mattress look like? with this cool foot protector and pillow on it, right? And so it can go all the way back to the raw material or the, the, the component supplier, not just the manufacturer and the retailer. And then it gets everyone in the same ecosystem, yeah. right? Yeah, interesting thing. So I, uh, I worked a lot with aerospace and automobile companies in the past. And my, my brain thinks of everything as like break everything down into components and see where it comes from. Now, Mattress sticking, for example, when you get mattress sticking, Culp being one of our customers, it's so easy if Culp's library is accessible to someone who buys from Culp to be able to pull their fabrics. And it's not just fabrics, it's design data, which has metadata with it. Now, metadata is what skew is it? What kind of repeat size does it have? How does it lay on the mattress? How big will the motifs of the designs look? All of that is already put in, right? And when you do that, you're able to, as a manufacturer, pull in data from your component supplier or your fabric supplier and not have to replicate stuff. And it's all available. Now imagine this. Let's say one of the fabric companies that you buy fabrics from is working on new designs and they're able to digitally deliver it to you without producing samples. Further ahead, you're able to digitally deliver your finished mattress with foot protectors, with pillows on it, and you're able to deliver it digitally to your retailers, to your buyers, to your e-com partners, to everyone. And that is what we're trying to do. We're trying to say, hey, this is what you guys need to be on 
And this is just my opinion. I'm not preaching here. What I'm saying is we're seeing more and more adoption of this because people see the value of being able to reuse the same assets and them not being created at every stage of the supply chain. When I think about maybe in the simplest terms for, let's take a furniture manufacturer who sells to a furniture retailer. Yep. You know, if I'm, if I'm Elements and I make all these different products, all these different furniture products, and I sell, you know, to a, in the, you know, to a mat, like a furniture store that, you know, has, like you said, this furniture store has to put out content, whether it's in their circular or their magazine, their website, their emails, and on and on it goes. Well, Elements has a huge catalog of products. You know, they have all these different dining room groups and, you know, all these different side tables and sofas and case goods and on and on it goes. Well, the moment that I as a retailer need to build that flyer, let's call it just for the sake of simplicity, I've got to put all that elements furniture into one spot. And, you know, if I'm trying to get ahead of the game and the shipment hasn't arrived yet and I purchased it at market, but I'm ready for this big promotion that's going to come up for Labor Day, for example, I'm, I'm trying to get ahead of the game. I got to have the physical product there. But if I have access to the full catalog of products from Elements, I can pull that in. I can place it where I want in a virtual environment. I can have these beautiful room sets and scenes and all these different configurations. Bam, it's ready to go. It's ready to go when the shipment arrives and we're off to the races. Yeah. I mean, that is a common issue for furniture retailers and mattress retailers. Like they need all these different room sets and scenes built. And they're like, if I'm going to do a photograph of this mattress, I might as well have some side tables and some headboards in it that I sell. I might as well have some of the drapes that we can do custom that our store provides. But you got to have access to that stuff. Otherwise, tons and tons of labor and hassle and headache and oversight and then mistakes and reshoots and on and on it goes. Those days are going to disappear. To me, guys, that old way, is thrown underhand from <laughs> center field. Kinsley, I could not disagree, and I'm excited for you to try the overhand thing. I think you're going to enjoy it. I think you'll see that you can get more power. Is it like, do you do like a rainbow motion, or how do you how do you actually do it? Is it like a well, candy cane type motion? I was watching your YouTube instructional video on how to throw underhand and scream like a girl, and I, that's how you said. I was like, it's just got to be a rotation. Preet? You can you know take me happened? out and teach me cricket. It was okay? a deep fake. What? Somebody yep. did a deep fake of me and they put it up on YouTube. And I know this is possible <laughs> because we got Preet and Preet does it this It could have been Preet. So don't pull this yeah, shit on Preet. me, Preet. I'm sick of it. <laughs> people deep fakes. Yeah. You cricket players. Hey, I yeah. did hear this. This is true. I heard that they're doing, uh, you know, whenever you watch a movie and they overdub it, right? So the movie was, you know, shot in, you know, in French, uh, like Le Pond. Le Pond's a great show, by the way. Um, but they, they dub it and people prefer not to read captions. They would rather hear it overdubbed, but it gets annoying because the lips don't match, you know, it's old Kung Fu movie style, but now they're developing deep fake technology that can change the movement of the mouth of the live actor. So they're going to look like they were speaking English instead of French. That's the next level. You guys, you guys are probably going to, you probably can't tell us everything you're doing pre, but if you can give us a little bit, come on now. Okay. So interesting thing, right? The next step for us, and I, and I like to talk about it because it's a, it's an engineering problem. 
that needs a lot of work to solve is we've, we've automated lighting, rendering, room scene creation, all of that. The piece of the puzzle that's missing till now is the creation of the 3D models. That's still manual. We've been able to automate a little bit of it, but we're working towards it, right? What gets interesting is if we do computer vision along with machine learning and build the right data set and have the right resources producing models, we will slowly be able to go from a CAD file or a picture of a mattress to boom directly into a reusable 3D format of that product because it will estimate, it will build data and components and textures purely from the image that we produced, like image that we clicked. And, and that's what we're trying to do now. We're trying to say, is there a way where we can use machine learning with computer vision to automate even the part of 3D model production? I, I don't know if you guys heard, Apple actually launched ARKit 2, which has the ability to click pictures of a product and generate a 3D model based on photogrammetry, which has been around for a while with other tools. But the reusability part, where you have really nice, imagine a, a Photoshop file with very clearly defined layers. You know, you can manipulate everything. You can change things out versus an image. Versus a flattened image where you can't manipulate anything. Yeah. But you're talking about doing this in a 3D environment. Yeah. We're trying to build that 3D layer data fully automated so that the world doesn't have to then spend a whole lot of time building 3D. You, know, Pre, you and I had talked a, a little bit Pre about like what's, what is next. So I like where Kinsley took us there. And, you know, we were talking about augmented reality, virtual reality and 3D getting things so close that it looks real. Like what's, what is, what's keeping that kind of thing from happening? Is it computing power? Is it knowledge? Like, what is it? So we support AR. It's supported out of the box. We've had it from the start. I love augmented reality, but we never talk about it. There's a reason, right? There's, you know, the difference, the journey from buzzwords to actual implementation is actually a very long one, right? Augmented reality has been around for long. The first time I produced something in augmented reality was almost 10 years ago, right? With a webcam, yeah? Now, now when we're looking at augmented reality, everybody's like, you can place it in your home, you know exactly how big it will be, all of that. Great features, love it. The reality is different, right? I follow my customers before I make something for them. A lot of retail stores selling home furnishings around where I live in North Carolina are pretty pissed off by seeing me over and over again and not buy anything because I'm following customers to see how they buy, right? It's just, it interests me. And what I realized is before you buy something, there's two or three steps. You look at something, if it pleases you, then you sit on it and see if it's comfortable. Then you check the price and then you buy, right? So it's three or four steps. The price and the comfort can be interchanged, but if it doesn't look good, nobody's even going to check the price on it, right? 
problem with AR, you can do all the features of placing it, but it looks like <laughs> shit because it's real-time rendered, right? The real-time processing is happening on your phone, and that's why it looks bad. At the end of the day, when you're building an experience, what are you trying to do? You're trying to sell more. You're trying to convert more, right? But if that experience leads to conversion going down, you don't want that experience. Here's, here's the interesting thing about buzzwords. I love this. They will say, we launched augmented reality and we had 60% of users try it and experience it, which is a great number. The number I want to know is how many users out of that tried it the second time, third time, and fourth time. It goes down to, in most cases, goes down to a percent, less than a percent, right? The problem right now is don't jump the gun. Build your 3D strategy. Decide that you need to have 3D data, and then there's 50 ways of using it. Decide which ones come first. Do your imagery. Do your videos. Bump up your conversion. Sell more. And then go into experiences because the same data is used for experiences. Right? That strategy part on 3D is so important because you're going into a new era and a new world of tech. Like it's like the first time someone implements an ERP. Right? It's not that complicated. Don't get me wrong. 3D is simple. Right? But the first time you're going at 3D, you need to have your strategy clear in your mind. What am I going to do with it? I'm going to produce kick-ass imagery. I'm going to do really beautiful looking videos. I'm going to use them in 50 different places, right? Then I'm going to build experiences for my audience. On top of that, I'm going to share my data because I already spent time and money producing it. I'm going to let other people in my ecosystem use it and benefit from it so that my sales go up even further, right? That's the way to go about it. And I'm, and I'm saying this as someone who spent his whole life in the computer graphics, 3D visualization world, right? AR is great, it's gonna come. VR is great too. But VR right now, the largest implementations you see are in the field of gaming and training, especially for oil and gas plants, power industry, that kind of stuff. VR is going to come. I don't know how many people over the age of 40, 45 actually like wearing a VR headset for over five minutes. Makes me nauseous. As that, What your brain processes and what you're seeing, it makes you nauseous. Do you think you could like take a picture of me and like make me look more cut for like shows like this? You know what I'm saying? Like really build me out. Like is that possible gets, to be more cut than you are? I don't are? know if it is. That's what I'm asking. I mean, but this guy's super smart. Preet, what you got? I mean, can you can you hook me up? Let me do this. Let me scan your body, and then I'll decide what I, I need to do. I think you want to do that. <laughs> I don't think you want to do that. Now, Kinsley, on the other hand, you could probably do that with him. But <laughs> Well, I'm just worried that, like, if any of the three of us got the files of each other's bodies, like – what kind of like mutation we would make or what sort of like <laughs> alien planet person that we would present to each other. No, this is what you need to look like. The this only question is if you'd make things bigger or smaller. <laughs> some bigger, <laughs> some smaller, Preet. Some bigger, some smaller. So- well, I'm, hey, you know, I, I bet around the office, I think like, like what kind of like 
computing power, what kind of visualization powers do you have where you can play office jokes that are like more, haha, we're like graphical 3D guy office jokes versus the normal, you know, confetti cannon that's falling on somebody. Yeah, we've built a lot of our own servers. I like hardware too. So I've built most of the servers that we have. And now the team builds more. We're also on the cloud, so we have a hybrid approach. But it's it's interesting what you can do where a good 3D artist on your team, and we have a lot of those, that if they don't like you sometimes, they can go pretty far with what they can do with you. I've, I've been on the receiving side of that, so I know. We might have to save those stories for part two. Yeah. <laughs> so, Preet, let, last, last thing for me. I just want to know, like... You know, so some people can go look at a house, the real estate market's super hot, and they can walk into a house that's, you know, maybe been lived in for a long time and the wrong wallpaper, the rooms aren't configured right. And they can go in and go, oh my gosh, I love this place. And you're like, what are you talking about? This place is a dump. They're like, no, 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 no. We can take that wall out. We can do like, they can get there quicker. Right. But there's a lot of people that can't. And I, and I would argue that there's probably a lot more people that can't than can and so just t- talk quickly about that, like just the ability Live Furnish gives to manufacturers, to consumers to really visualize the end game and see it in a way that it would be it would have been impossible to do without using your 3D technology. Yeah, that's an awesome question. See, visu- being able to visualize things is a gift, right? Not everybody has it. I don't have it. I surely don't have it. But what we, what you can do is you can bring your visualization to life and show it to people, right? Like, why does something look beautiful is because somebody visualized it in their head and finally put it together. The gap is always visualization and then putting it together, right? The putting it together is where things go wrong. On the platform, you can make mistakes. You can make as many mistakes as you want. You can iterate as fast as you want until you get to the look that you like, right? It takes the unknown out of the picture. And that's why we're seeing people with no design skills are able to produce kick-ass imagery because they know what they want. They know what looks good. They just had no way to put it together before. Does that the way, that people, the way that people have been putting it together are probably the same way, you know, I'll do it. My wife and I ha- have to sit down and say, okay, we're redoing a room. I want to make sure that she and I are on the same page before we go make any purchase because then you have to drag it back out and it's a huge hassle, as you know. And so yeah. I would like clip things and cut things from the websites and then I put them into like a PowerPoint presentation and kind of overlay things. But it's, but it's the same concept. So just imagine you know, being able to do that, you know, as a brand and present these ideas to consumers. And I'm sure, you know, the evolution of some of these things could be that, you know, these either your platform or the manufacturers or the suppliers can help people understand more design theory. You know, why you put a loose pattern with a tight pattern and why you shouldn't put, you know, certain colors together, how color schemes can work together. And so you can start spitting out um, some inspiration environments, which I think is very important because we always talk about it's easier to edit than create. 
the creation yeah. piece is really tough. So this, I can only see this growing and being more beneficial. And like you said, all of this has to cascade down from supplier to manufacturer to retailer and ultimately to the consumer. Absolutely. And what you said is really cool because it's so much easier to pick a template and make it yours than it is to create a template from scratch, right? And that's the approach we take. We say, here is 500 beautifully curated templates. And as we're adding, we've had photographers in the home furnishing industry reach out to us and say, I want to join your platform because it's taking me far and beyond from what I have been able to do traditionally, right? And what we're now doing is instead of saying, no, 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 we don't want photographers on here. We're saying, come join us and curate for our customers, right? Curate what you've not been able to curate till now, what you want to do, but the budget doesn't allow or the place doesn't exist. And now you can put that together and let all our users use those beautiful settings and produce their imagery. 500 are sitting on the shelf ready for anyone to import and then start customizing. Yep. It's a pretty good starting point. Yeah. <laughs> it took a while, but we got So, Pri, what did we miss today? We've talked about a lot of stuff. Time savings, money savings, efforts, stress, first impressions, the importance of that. What have we missed? Can you think of anything that, like, if you were going to, in closing, sum it up or share with the audience, like, what would it be? Yep. Two, two things I would want to highlight. And this is something we've learned from our customers, right? One, enable your sales team to use these tools. When you enable your sales team to use these tools, they become better, they become faster at closing deals because the question of visualization is out of the picture. The customer gets to see what they want to see and your sales team is able to handle more customers and close more orders. And I'm not saying this out of an assumption. I'm saying this after running the platform and doing a study with a few of our customers and saying, yes, it has helped them in terms of their sales cycle has shortened and they're able to close faster, right? That's number one. Number two, I'd say, is build your digital 3D strategy. You got to decide on how you're gonna pick this up, where you're going to go. If you wanna do that, I'm happy to do a free consultation or my team's happy to do a free consultation. We're not, again, I'm a tech guy, I'm not the sales guy at my organization. I don't, it's not my problem if you don't buy from me. The idea is I wanna make sure that you take the right approach and not make the mistakes that we know that some of the people that are now on our platform made in the past. Those, those will be two two things I'd want to highlight and give a shout out to Culp Home Fashions for them being so helpful in teaching us this trade so well. What do you mean by that? What did Culp do? So Culp's one of our main customers, the first customer we ever had in the mattress and mattress sticking industry. They taught us how the mattress industry works. They, I, I would really say that they caught on to the vision and they enabled sales, marketing, design, creatives, their whole organization to be able to seamlessly share design data, to be able to use our product to customize for their customers, and then 
Now they're taking it forward with Reimagined, which is powered by Live Furnish, to their other audiences where they can showcase their designs and people can reuse without them having to constantly produce a lot of samples. They told us that they've gone more green because they're not producing as many samples anymore, thanks to what we're what we're doing with them. And I just it's a great experience to go see them because every time I step in that office, I learn so much more about the mattress industry, being an outsider. Because it's it's an it's an industry that needs a little bit of time to catch up with. Like to really understand the nuts and bolts of how this industry works. Well, I had a big smile on my face recently, Preet, because we are developing a new product line for Englander and we were reaching out to our suppliers and the digital files I got back from Culp had your fingerprints all over them. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Well, that's a great story and a great, um, a great shift, hopefully, in our industry to do things more efficiently, do them better. Uh, do them with more intention, you know, save on waste and go green, all those things you described. And ultimately, just make every um, every step in the process easier uh, so that people can concentrate on the things that add value, you know, instead of taking away. Absolutely. And hey, Preet, um, how can people get in touch with you? We know they can go to livefurnish.com. Are there other ways people should reach out? Yeah, you guys can, uh, I mean, anybody who wants to reach out with us, uh, reach out to us, you can, of course, go on the website. We're also pretty active on Instagram now. You can reach us, reach out to us on Instagram. We reply really quick. If you want to reach out to me, I can put my email address in and feel free to hit, hit me up. I, I'd love to speak to people in the mattress industry. It would be fun to see what you guys are doing. And it really is one big fam, I'm telling you. Yep. And now yeah. you're part of and it. And you can always reach out to Quinn or I, and we'll get you connected too. You know, we, we talked to Preet quite a bit, so holler at uh, either Quinn or I, and we'll make sure you get a, a nice, warm introduction. No doubt. And awesome. Preet, thanks for taking time with us. You know, uh, I've worked with Preet, and um, outside of just the business relationship, uh, I'd say that he and I are friends, and he's a fun guy to hang out with. He's super smart, uh, kind, generous with his time, and he wants to help. And so I highly recommend if you don't have a digital 3D strategy, you give these guys a look. Live Furnish is where it's at. There's no doubt. They've done great stuff for us. So I'm a, a, I'm a, um, a, a five-star review for you, Pre, and all of your team, by the way, John and Amanda, all those guys. That's a customer speaking, man. That's a customer speaking. I'm just, that's, not, that's not something else. That's a customer, a customer speaking. And, I and I'm telling that. you, it's real. I don't, I don't, uh, I don't play with that stuff. So anyway, everyone go check him out. And speaking of reviews, Mr. Kinsley, um, for anyone listening to the show, we hope you will go to iTunes, uh, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast shows and give us a five-star review, four-star review, two-star review, whatever it is, just, you know, give us the review. And uh, more importantly, share this content because you know what? Uh, Preet said a lot of really smart stuff today. Um, there's a lot of really relevant information that could apply to a lot of people. So just grab it, forward it, and share it with someone. And uh, we'd appreciate that. So gosh, fellas, I'm going to go practice my underhand pitching strategy. So the next time I see you guys, we're going to play cricket mm -hmm. and then I'm going to play baseball and I'm going to smoke you fools. How's that? <laughs> Well, uh, 
Quinn, you just uh, you, you just do mm-hmm. me one favor. As you're practicing, yes. just gather as much footage as possible and ship it my way, and I will do I the rest. I don't think that's going to happen. Hey, I'll make a deep fake. I'll make a deep fake of this film. <laughs> Pre, you know what? You know it's going to come. I know it's going to happen. So I'm already get, Pre, keep your guys in India over there working on more important things. All right, Pre, thanks again. You're awesome. Your team is awesome. And hey, have you ever heard a mattress wrap video before? Well, check this one out. How do you hear a hear, video? See a video. How do you, you know what? Coming from the guy who buys television in boxes, I don't you think so. What is a hybrid? It's like peanut butter jelly, peanut butter chocolate. Hybrid so tight, there's no way to